2: there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they
3: need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact when you're an american express platinum card member don't be surprised if you say things like chef what course are we on I've,
4: i've lost count
3: or shoot that shoot that
5: Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
2: Now it's time to get into one of the never-ending stories, right? I think we've talked about five teams this preseason in yeah. the National Football League, maybe six. I mean, because we talked Raiders, Kyler Murray, because that's fun. Raiders, Raiders Browns, Browns,
8: Cardinals, Cowboys.
2: Steelers,
8: a, a little, little bit, bit just yeah. in the
2: post AB and Le'Veon Bell world, pa- but they're dabbled an in the Patriots,
8: dabbled in the Patriots with the Tom Brady stuff. We we'll get into there. the Bear, yeah. Bears
2: kicking thing oh, a little God. bit later because that keeps rearing its what head. A joke. But legitimately, we're at 16th. Everybody yeah. else gets to go and just yeah. do whatever they want. Have fun, guys. In the preseason, have fun. But more Baker Mayfield last night, uh, chopped it up the GQ article that came out, and Baker Mayfield meeting with the interviewer and remembering what we've learned long ago in broadcasting, pretend that the walls have ears and that the light is always on, yeah. right? Don't say anything yep. in studio, around the studio, that you don't want going on air with. It's a, it's a great thing. It's it's the general rule of thumb. Like I tell my daughter as they got their phones, like, look, don't text it unless you want to broadcast. Right. God knows where things go once they're out there, right? Same thing. Baker Mayfield meets up. They're Thing comes on the TV, or at least this is the version of the GQ article. That a segment on the Giants comes up to which Baker Mayfield replies and starts talking about quarterbacks and wondering aloud about Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones pontificating as he will. And that's it. It's out, the horse is out of the barn, and away we go. Today, uncharacteristically, Baker Mayfield actually came back on his own words and and actually wanted to set the record straight.
9: First, I'll probably say that this is the one and only time I'll address this issue because, you know, uh, the interview was done back in April, like right after the draft, and uh, just things taken out of context, and that's the problem with today's day and age. You know, you, you don't read the whole thing. You don't put two and two together. You just kind of read scripts, and then uh, people, you know, they combined sentences from different conversations and so it seemed uh very disrespectful and I can understand that but what uh people didn't realize is the conversation entailed of me saying that I was surprised I was drafted number 1 overall too and then uh me going on a rant after that about QB evaluation and then me frustration from recruiting processes and stuff that I've had that I've you know it's very well documented my thoughts on a lot of that and so um, it had nothing to do specifically about Daniel about the winning and stuff but today's day and age you read one thing and you can have your feelings but that's the only reason I addressed it yesterday is because that to me that came back on my character you know that's one thing that I don't care about a lot of opinions of it you know if you like me or not but that looked like my character was you know way out of line and so that's the only reason I addressed it.
2: Really, all it seemed like Hmm. he was just commenting on the next thing. Yeah. uh, And it stood directly in line with everything that I'd thought about Baker Mayfield. He's just going to say what comes to mind. And if the conversation was about quarterbacking, winning, and Daniel Jones was the subject up there post-draft. Because, again, this is April. This is, what, the third or fourth time we've had one of these in sports altogether. Second second year in a row because we had the Jalen Ramsey last year long-form piece that was done in April in GQ. But for Baker Mayfield, this is about his character. No, no, this just fell in line with everything else you've said. This is nothing new.
8: Yeah, there's a couple of things here. One, I actually defend Baker Mayfield on this because if you go back and you read the article, they did kind of combined two quotes. There was a a, a transition conversation in between, and the author of the article actually did an interview on a Browns Daily podcast and said the same thing. No, no, there was a transition in the conversation because I brought up the evaluation of quarterbacks, but the way that it was written and the way that it was published on social media and other outlets and other media uh, on television and all that, they put the two quotes together as if they were all about Daniel Jones. Well, but Learned.
2: Well, that's the thing. Even the way it was written up, people didn't bother to read the middle paragraph. Exactly, th- and that's right? Th- they they took the two quotes and just ignored. Yes, ignored like blinders yes. on. Yes, because we talked about it last night. I'm like, no, no, no. The the quote was exactly clear that, transition. That it- yes, clear
8: transition in the, in the conversation, and nobody paid attention to that they did the dot dot dot, and it bled into the other quotes, and that's not how the conversation went. So I actually defended him on this because I thought, look. He's getting a lot of heat and he's getting a lot of heat from people that are simply looking at headlines and not doing enough research to actually click on the link and read the article. And then the writer comes back and says exactly the same thing. No, no, no. I'm the one who transitioned the conversation and it went to somewhere else. But here's the thing. Unfortunately, when you, uh, you know, Run away from police and grab your crotch and stamp a flag in the middle of the horseshoe in Columbus and then call out Duke Johnson publicly and do all the things that you've done. You know, it's people kind of, you know, sort of fill in the blank sometimes on what you are, and this is just part of what comes with, if you want to be seen and heard, guess what? You'll get seen and heard, and you'll also have a lot of people assuming the worst, even when your intentions aren't bad. Well,
2: you've lost the benefit of the doubt. Yes. And I'd love to hear the rest of that part of the conversation as a transition in terms of evaluating quarterbacks. To me, that's always one of the most fascinating things that we try to do coming out of college, and we've watched... Maybe three games if we're lucky about a lot of these guys. Now, if you went to Oklahoma, sure, we saw you. And you're playing with class, you know, five-star recruits and everybody's a hero
8: versus national TV, all that stuff. Right, all of that
2: every week you're, you're getting the highlight reels, whatever. No matter how well Daniel Jones played at Duke, and as much as we may like Cutcliffe and the ties to the Manning family and their passing academy, whatever else, let's face it, a lot of guys he's running with aren't signing to come on Did, for a one-day workout. Uh, Jared so,
8: Jared Goff had a losing record at Cal. Uh Matt Matt Ryan wasn't this. Oh my God. Look at he's lighting the call. No, but that's it. We, we could yeah. do that with a hundred guys.
2: Unfortunately, because it starts with a Daniel Jones. Yep. The one-to-one equivalencies there. And as you mentioned, we could go through I mean, you just listed four. We could probably get through ten pretty easily and yeah. have Mike Frances just yes, count them all yes. off for us. In times that Baker Mayfield's talked either, quote, out of turn or just talk to hear himself talk. So you lose the benefit of the doubt that you have a filter in any of this. I,
8: I also I by the way, I would like to also defend Baker Mayfield. If somebody didn't shake my hand, I think it's totally okay. In fact I think that's more disrespectful than grabbing your crotch and saying bleep you. If you reach out to shake somebody's hand and they don't shake your hand, you have full right. And in fact that should be a bill and a law that is passed that you can grab your crotch in response to them not shaking your hand, that's how I feel. Here's the other
2: part. That well, I I feel the same way yes. about people that don't wave after you let them in in traffic. Oh, oh, okay, that's a good one. I'm too. a big, I'm a big right. one, or the guy that doesn't return uh, his cart. Yeah, should we and just leaves it right. in a parking spot?
8: So should we make a list of everything that? you're allowed to respond to by grabbing your crotch. All right, so, so, I think so, that
2: will be a top 10 okay, list
8: for good. the ages. All right, good. Because I've got several. Uh, and uh, and and here's the thing. I am an expert on this because I didn't even need a law to be passed. I'm currently doing it already. So oh, you, nice. don't, you don't bring your, your cart back from where you got it. Guess what? I'm grabbing my crotch and I'm doing it right to your face because I think you're lazy. Here's the other part that's so funny about this whole thing. People are outraged that Baker Mayfield may have criticized the Giants drafting Daniel Jones. Um. What did majority of media do when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones? The same effing thing, but because it's Baker Mayfield, it's not allowed anymore. Well, you can't criticize your own. No, hold on a second. We don't even know for sure if he really actually was criticizing uh, Daniel Jones as the pick, but you all did the same thing after the draft happened. You ripped Dave Gettleman and you ripped the Giants organization. So did you. So now, I. I defended Dave Gettleman. I said, look, Dave Gettleman's forgotten more about football than any of you guys know. If he thinks Daniel Jones is the best quarterback on the board, then we've got to wait and see what happens. I actually defended the pick because I said, let's just wait. You guys don't know a damn thing. You don't know who's better, Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones. You're basing it off what you saw at Duke. And to your point, it's not like he's playing with the same uh, weaponry around right. him as, as other quarterbacks are. I defended Dave Gettleman. So majority of the media criticized the Giants and criticized Daniel Jones as the pick. But when Baker Mayfield does it, and it's by combining two quotes, everybody smashes Baker Mayfield.
2: Well, everybody thinks of the quarterback fraternity. Remember all those years ago, they actually created their own marketing establishment to get away from the PA to have their own quarterback club. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to your point on... With Daniel Jones, I mean, trying to read the tea leaves of where the draft goes, who the hell knows? I mean, because that still goes back to everybody popping champagne when the – 49ers and bears traded i was on air immediately going all right if mitchell trubisky's the guy mitchell trubisky's the guy yeah who's had a better career
8: solomon thomas or mitchell trubisky
2: i I gotta think that worked yeah i mean come on not to mention all those picks became like fourth and fifth round nobodies. yeah but that's a whole other discussion for another time but yes the evaluation of the quarterback process yeah it's fun it's one that you you're throwing darts Trying to figure out which guy from Smog, right? Because Blake Bortles was a number three pick overall.
8: They're lotto scratchers, you and a lotto scratcher. You don't know what you want just because you got more in return or you paid for more doesn't mean that you're going to win anything. Okay, like you have to scratch it to find out whether or not you won, and that's the problem. Sometimes we look at these things and we fail to realize. Okay, let's actually give them legitimate coaching. Let's give them a legitimate system and real talent around them, and then let's evaluate. But we don't want to do that. We want to do draft grades which is the dumbest thing in the
4: world be sure to catch live editions of the jason smith show with mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app
6: hey guys this is matt jones drew franklin from the fade this podcast we got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports football basketball we do them all but here's a preview of this week's episode nothing to do with anyone personally but creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds are like, you know, watch Creighton. You know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the,
5: going to Not the Big East tournament?
6: Well, I mean, they could, maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton?
7: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's radios iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
2: melvin gordon said I'm, I'm waiting on the call and he and jason got into a little bit of a twitter beef i saw that as yeah. it went it was pretty good a l- little bit of and who are you and you know, new phone. Who this? I mean, a good back and forth because he said he was waiting on a call. It was a joke. People thought, ah, oh, you got to come back strong. It's like no, it's a pretty good response given that it's about him saying he's waiting on a call. Now, a couple of weeks ago, he posted an Instagram uh, shot that's in the liners. Just said, you know, hey, TNF, right? So Thursday night football, week ten, they play the Raiders. On Thursday Night Football. If he shows up by week 10, he gets his year. This is not a Le'Veon Bell situation where there's any ambiguity, right? Because last year when we were trying to read the tea leaves of whether he was coming back, there was a lot of dispute as to what would earn him another year of service. And no bad blood as of yet. Like, they've spoken very highly of Melvin right?
8: Gordon, despite what anybody wants to twist Philip Rivers words into, well, he's uh, criticizing. No, no, no. That he was c- the
2: worst. Uh, uh,
8: unbelievable. Yeah. He, he complimented yeah. the guys that were there, and he also complimented the guy that's not there. In fact, that's exactly how you handle something like that. Philip Rivers did it the right way. Le'Veon Bell ended up getting nasty because as it went on, teammates started chirping about, we were told he's coming back at this date, and then he wasn't there and then you fast forward a few weeks and they're raiding his locker for his shoes right they take his <laughs> shoes
2: and all the linemen who ripped him right. got pay raises right right in the process yes, now yes. the the chargers did wave long time long snapper remember when the guy was on the field with the football and oh he yeah that made well, hard knocks actually yesterday
8: yeah and at least don't drop the ball while you're out you right. gotta take the ball back but you know, his
2: release it. does free up some cash yeah so perhaps That's 800000 to a million that they could say, okay, Melvin, here's a little more. Let's just get this done and get back to work along the process. You question how much losing Derwin James on the defensive side moves anybody's psychology as it goes, right? They were quick to point out, hey, look what we did without Joey Bosa. It's a different animal, right? right? When we're talking about, the guy who's become your de facto leader of your back seven and calling the defense and just being an impact playmaker time and again. You know, from Melvin Gordon again. We we've talked about it a lot. When when you're looking at the market for running backs, and if the ten million dollar a year offer is true, look, I don't begrudge any guy holding out, mm-hmm. no matter what your business, right? Whatever you're doing out there for your job, if you think you're worth a dollar more, go ask, yeah, do your go thing. push. Yeah. Now you probably still have to go to work while you wait to see if that dollar yeah. dollar more works out. Melvin Gordon has chosen the other path. I can't blame him for trying to do it, but we also have to do our business here and and have an opinion on how this works out in the structure of what the league is and what the position is and the fact that they still have to pay pretty much every one of their stars here in the next two years, including the quarterback, who said he can take a haircut. Fine. right? He said that a few weeks ago. That was lost in all of the let's be mad at him for oh, you giving keep, everybody praise. you got to keep
8: your take. Hot, I mean, t- yeah. hot take nonsense take. Is, is
2: where it goes. But Mike Williams needs to get paid. Keaton Allen get, needs to get paid. Joey Bosa is going to need to get paid. He's already shown he'll hold out. So you're right. already looking that that one down the barrel. But to go and pay what he wants, which is $13 million a year, just precludes you from getting having the money and you've got to make hard calls on maybe wanting to keep an extra veteran in another position to make that happen. And maybe it's a domino effect that hurts your team.
8: Look, I know this is not a popular thing to do in in today's sports talk radio because you've got to have a take. Even if you you don't believe the take, you've got to have one. No, this is true. You've got to have one, and you've got to fire it, and it's got to be spicy and juicy and hot, even if you did no research and you don't believe in it. But this is one of those situations that I totally understand both sides of the argument. I understand why Melvin Gordon's doing what he's doing. I understand why Zeke's doing what he's doing. I understood why Le'Veon Bell did what he did. You are in a position in the league and in a spot to where while the league is advancing and getting safer and everybody's making more money, you're on the decline. You've stayed the same. Everybody's got upgrades except for you. It's the same grinded out position that it's always been. And they're grinding their bodies into the ground. So I totally understand why all of those guys are doing what they're doing. I also completely understand why the organization is doing what they're doing. Listen, your position, unfortunately, we feel bad about this as much as we like you. There's not the value there that you would think it is or that you want. And because of that, we've got to do what we got to do. I get it. I get both sides. Like, it's just a reality of the running back position. And until you get to the CBA, and this is a big if, when they get done with multiple other things that they need to negotiate, maybe they'll look at, hey, with running backs or first-round draft picks, we don't have that fifth-year control. But there are so many other things that take precedence that I think this is just the reality of the NFL, and so I get why each side is is holding ground right here.
2: Well, and you saw with the Cowboys, they paid Jalen Smith. Now that pie got a little bit Bingo. smaller Bingo. in terms of why yep. he showed up. Yep. And that's why Dak and Amari yep. Cooper probably have jumped Ezekiel Elliott in line yep. as much as Jerry wants to take care of Zeke, and why you have him clapping back on the I'm allowed to say and joke about the yeah, situation. That, come on, you, you can't bust balls anymore. That was the best come clubhouse on, laugh ever, though. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, cool you want to talk about locker out here? No, that was Love fantastic. Hill.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
2: Let's go out to the hotline now. Senior NFL rider and insider over at Sports Illustrated. Find him on Twitter at Robert Klemko. It is Robert Klemko. Robert, what's going on? Lots going on as we get into the dress rehearsals.
12: Yeah, not much. How, how are you guys?
2: Uh, cruising along, you know, just trying to dissect the next thing coming out of Baker Mayfield's mouth. I'm, I wait with bated <laughs> breath to see what other article can come up to extend the streak of talking about Baker Mayfield. <laughs>
12: Yeah, you know, once uh, once you get a microphone in front of him, he, he's brutally honest, and, and I found that out last year when I did the pre-draft series on him, um, and I saw his explanation for the whole Daniel Jones um, quote and, and that he texted with Daniel, and Daniel didn't seem to be very bothered by it. And um, the, the one thing I kind of take issue with is Baker blaming the media for looking for a headline. I mean, the, the very easy way to avoid being seen as trashing Daniel Jones is to not talk about Daniel Jones.
8: Robert, do you, do you think that there was anything no. – Baker Mayfield's his explanation was almost like the two quotes were joined together, and that's how I took it, that there was a transition in the conversation and they started on to something else, and it was attributed as one giant quote when in reality it wasn't. How often – somebody who's done this for a long time – would you blame the way that it was positioned by the person who wrote the article? Would you blame Baker, or would you blame some of the websites and and those out there that combine the two quotes?
12: Well, I don't think we have enough information. I, I think the only way to make that judgment is if you hear the whole audio, because if they're talking, you know, twenty minutes later, then very obviously it was it was a two disjointed points. But if it's a part of the same kind of conversation. And that's the only time as a writer that you you should really feel comfortable, I think, joining two related quotes. Um, But the the way he wrote it wasn't really clear. Uh, You know, the thing is, Daniel Jones didn't win a lot of games in college, right? So Baker is talking about how the NFL is looking too much into attributes and not enough into whether or not the guy's a winner. And he just said, I can't believe the Giants picked Daniel Jones. So it's hard to blame the writer for thinking that these two points are related in some way. Like I said, if Baker didn't want any of this controversy, he can he's very capable of doing an interview and not talking about any other quarterback in the NFL. Well,
2: see, Robert, now you get to write 800 words of why Baker Mayfield wanted to be a giant, and it's all just professional jealousy Come that on he'd on, rather Robert. be on Madison <laughs> Avenue. <laughs>
8: Come on, Robert. It's pro wrestling.
2: Let's just make it a storyline. <laughs> i'm just trying to pay everybody against each other. quite
12: happy with i think baker's quite happy with being the number one pick
2: yeah i think that works out yeah. pretty well uh and certainly the the checks cash uh another guy who got paid jalen smith uh one of the great stories from the injury to coming back he's in camp and jerry gave him a big slice of the pie uh who's gonna who's the next to uh get the big novelty check at a photo op
12: yeah First of all, I love that deal, uh, even though it comes two years earlier than they had to, um, just because you know he was PFF number one off ball linebacker next uh, or this past season, and I think the Cowboys probably feel like they're getting ahead of the curve with him. They didn't pay him as much as C.J. Mosley uh, got with the Jets with his free agent deal, and certainly if they had waited a couple more years and he remained on the trajectory that he's on, he would have got uh, he would have you know led the market in off-ball linebacker money and maybe even competed with some of these outside linebackers because he can also rush the passer from an inside linebacker position. Uh, I think the next deal to get done is, is Ezekiel Elliott. I don't, I don't know how they can get around that. Um, certainly not after extending another guy. There's no, there should be no element of jealousy of Jalen just because of you know what he's been through and, and how much money he lost in tearing his ACL and MCL uh, and being drafted in the second round as opposed to being a top five pick, so I don't think Ezekiel is sitting there comparing himself to Jalen. But as as we've talked about on this show in the past, this is an, an offense that I, you know, most people believe can't survive or or look close to competent without Ezekiel Elliott in the lineup.
8: He is Robert Klemko. He covers the NFL for Sports Illustrated. Joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith's show. Mike Harmon, Jonas Knox in for Jason here on FSR. Jerry Jones seems annoyed with Ezekiel Elliott. That's how I took it. He seems like he's getting more and more irritated with the fact that they are in the situation that they are in. How did you take Jerry Jones's I've got the right to joke with Zeke, I've earned that right commentary?
12: You know, I think that they're annoyed with the agent. Um, more than than they're annoyed with Ezekiel. Uh, I think that they feel that the agent has muddled this process and is trying to pit the player against management um, for his own gain. Um, And there are certainly agents around the NFL who feel like um, this group specifically has overstepped in the things that they're willing to comment on and criticize and and disclose about the process. I think when you have a high-profile contract negotiation like this, and you saw it last year with Le'Veon Bell – the agents stand as much to gain as the players in, in terms of notoriety and, and popularity and, and if you can ultimately um, get your name out there and, and create a favorable result for your player at the same time um, then it helps you out getting rookies in the future and so I think the Cowboys feel like this agent doesn't have Ezekiel's Elliot, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's uh, best interest at heart.
2: Alright, what's the best story from the other 26 NFL teams we haven't covered this preseason? <laughs>
12: <laughs> <laughs> oh man i mean obviously the antonio brown thing is, is is huge and and i'm excited to see what he's able to do you know I, I, there was a great tweet i can't even remember who said it but you wouldn't be surprised if he went out and, and caught 10 balls for 150 yards and a touchdown week one and you also wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play it's it's, it's the most unpredictable situation uh in the nfl so for, for me that's where my focus is
8: do you buy, there's been sort of a, a thought out there that the only way that this issue, whether it be with Melvin Gordon or Le'Veon Bell or Zeke and all these running backs wanting to hold out, is for that to be brought up in the next CBA to where you don't let the teams have control of first-round picks uh, once they get past their fourth year and they turn into every other draft pick, second round, third round, whatever, to where they can get to free agency a year quicker. quicker. I, I, f- I feel like, though, that When the collective bargaining agreement, when those negotiations start off, that's going to be like 10th on the list of priorities for things to get done, and we're going to still find ourselves in this situation where running backs are valued at a certain way, and if you draft them in the first round, the team has all the control and all the advantage and leverage.
12: Yeah, I think you're going to see running backs and their advocates clamoring for that, but it's going to be low on the priority list. You know, one of the things the NFL does so effectively every 10 years is they start talking about – things that aren't going to happen so that uh, the players feel like they need to stave off these infringements as opposed to making (laughs) games. Sure. (laughs) That's a great strategy, by the way. So every, every 2010, 2000, and then it started back up 2017, 2018, Hey, we're gonna have we're gonna have an eighteen game season this, this Just year. Just keep
2: dangling it out and, there, absolutely. And it's never going to happen. <laughs> and, and,
12: and, but the whole reason they start talking about it is to scare the union into thinking that by staving off an eighteen game season, they're somehow getting themselves a win. And when in reality, the union should be fighting for things like you know earlier free agency for rookies
8: we're gonna re- well, we're gonna release a wild bull on the field every other game no 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 okay
12: fine we'll take five year
8: uh, for the five year option. take we're it back absolutely <laughs> it's amazing
2: but yeah they will watch that once again I mean that's why if, if you thought Roger Goodell was in battle I mean that's why he's still there because they keep running Demora Smith back out against him
12: the, the the PR the PR operation of the NFL which is how Roger Goodell came out came up it gets a lot of crap for how they handle player discipline. But in everything else that they do, they're at the top of that industry.
2: But but even look at player discipline at this point. It's really gone down to, all right, well, now we'll go along with what the police can or can't do. I mean, guys getting back on the field. Are we going to discipline him? Nope. Come on back. I mean, Tyreek Hill, Ezekiel Elliott after this last run. Hey, no suspensions. Seems uh, coincidental with all of that, plus other news as, as the the league changes up its its tact on on different areas.
12: And that's what it used to be, right? They used to wait until the police reports and 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 cases were adjudicated, and then you had video and audio that was getting released before police reports, um, which created this level of outrage. How do we still have this person on the field? Who cares if he's been charged or arrested or whatnot? We've got audio of him saying, you should be afraid of me, uh, to, to his wife that he beat up while pregnant. You've got audio or, or video of a guy punching out his fiance in an, in an elevator uh, at a casino. So, you know, as the technology changes, I think the NFL realized that they had to, they had to shift. And, and if you have another case that comes up now where it hasn't been adjudicated, but there's compelling evidence in terms of uh, uh, visuals, Uh, I think that you'll see the NFL reverse track and say, we need to make a decision right now. I mean, they're going to take it on a case-by-case basis.
8: Uh, Robert Klemko of Sports Illustrator covers the NFL here on Fox Sports Radio. Robert, last one for me. And look, this is an easy one. I mean, you should know this in covering the NFL. What the hell's going on with Antonio Brown?
12: Yeah. Uh, You (laughs) know, I think a lot of this is disappointment. Um, You know, I, I don't know that he wanted to end up with the Oakland Raiders. I've heard that there were other teams that were on his radar and that he was not obliged in, in, in those requests. And I think that, you know, he's been delaying going to training camp uh, over the helmet issue in part because veterans don't like going to training camp. Um, It's, it's odd to me that they've created this bizarre helmet excuse when every other player in the NFL um, who tried to have a grandfathered in helmet went ahead and made the change, and now he wants to cry racism um, or, or discrimination um, over over having to change into a safer helmet to protect his brain. Uh, it's it, I think it's, it's pretty disappointing to have one of the stars, one of the faces of the league, act this way and set this example for kids, frankly. Um, but I think it all stems to him not being happy with that overall situation in Oakland.
2: Right on. That's our guy, Sports Illustrated, joins us each and every week on the show. Senior NFL writer, insider over at Sports Illustrated. It is Robert Klemko. You can find him on Twitter, at Robert Klemko. And lastly, I see the pinned tweet on your account, Robert. Congratulations to your mom, and and best best wishes on her retirement.
12: Thank you. I really appreciate that. See you guys later. Take care,
4: buddy. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM,
0: the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
2: How about when you can't let something go, right? You you just it's in the past, the breakup, the the car that, you know, stopped functioning but you loved it cuz you uh. poured all your money and heart into it. How about if it's a kicker? And how about if it's a miss kick in the 2018 NFL playoffs? Well, for the Chicago Bears, the story continues on Wednesday Sports Illustrated published a an article About the nine kickers that were part of Matt Nagy's I'm Finding My Next. Clown show. Following Cody Parkey. You and I have been in lockstep on this since the day it happened. They've joked about it at the jersey reveals and everything else. Well, Nagy took to the... Podium to address reporters today.
0: I feel great. I didn't. I haven't seen the article or heard about it, but I think that you know I understand. We we brought in a lot of different kickers that that came in here, and to me, I look at it as a positive in the fact that we said we were going to turn over every stone to find whoever's out there, right? And we felt like at that point in time when we brought in a bunch of kickers, we're going to test them all out and see what they can do. And then within that time frame, we also get put in some situations with the Augusta Silence early on to see how they could handle it. And is it exactly the, the perfect science? I don't know that. Maybe not. But it's I don't know the regards of the article if it was a good article or bad article. But I think that for the most part, I just really like with how we're going through this thing.
2: Eddie Pinheiro is the last man standing on the current ninety yeah. man roster. Yeah. They were reportedly in on trade efforts for the backup in Baltimore, who ends up in Minnesota. Of course. Always those. Uh, my favorite quote comes from former Notre Dame kicker Justin Yoon that Nagy was harping on the 43-yard miss in all their meetings uh, and that the offseason program reportedly called for the Bears kickers vying for the Bears kicking job uh, to kick from 43 yards. Quote, it's not efficient for the team to continuously beat that one dead horse the whole time. You have to build a system of confidence for your kicker, and I don't think that's how the Bears are running it. His... Emblematic of what the yeah. other quotes are from the others in the derby.
8: It's a, it's a clown show. They turned it into a clown show. Matt Nagy made it and made it a, a beer promotion. Goose Island Brewery did the same thing. They had a bunch of drunks try and kick a 43-yard field goal outside the brewery, and if you made, oh, the it was kick, on the ice. Yeah, and everything. yeah. You, yeah. Got, you got a free a free year of booze. I, that's what Matt Nagy turned it into in rookie minicamp. So all those kickers are 100% spot on. Get over it, man. Cody Parkey acted like a tool during the season, and he acted like a tool after the season so you got rid of him now you can move on with your lives you're bringing in other kickers and reminding them of what happened with your ex Cody Parkey missed a 43 yard field goal we all get that he missed 11
2: kicks during the regular season Well, that's the thing that's often lost in this Jonas is the number of times he hit the uprights during the regular season of course should have been bounced of course but also this
8: Matt Nagy and the Bears, this high-profile offense, had a chance to ice the game. They went three plays for minus two yards. Matt Nagy's defense, which is the best defense in the league, gave up a 60-yard drive down the stretch to a backup quarterback. Uh, is anybody going to punish those guys? Are we going to make an example out of them, or, or just the kicker who double doinked it on on in primetime game in a playoff spot? Get out of here!
2: The only problem is it was I think his six double doink or at least doinked right, off consistent. the upright. Game. God forbid he shows some consistency.
8: It's a clown show, man. Should have never traded, or gotten rid of Robbie Gold. Bring in You're Carly flawed.
2: Carly Lloyd. She can get it done. Anybody? He's Jonas Knox. I'm Mike Garman. The lieutenant Jason Dan at this point.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
1: Listen to The
7: Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.